And if you ever have a chance to lick a coyote on the nose, I would really recommend it as an outdoor activity. You should have seen that fish run. And I was like, man, first off, don't ever buy a gun at Stop and Go. And if you do, don't buy it for 20 <laughs> You're like a superstar because everybody who's on the jetties watching comes down and wants to take a picture with your fish. Like they want to hold the fish and act like they caught it. And then they like are clapping and everything whenever you reel the fish in. I never saw a purple cow. I never hoped to see one. But I can tell you anyhow, I'd rather see than be one. All right, folks, welcome to the Coastal Advocacy Adventures podcast. I'm here with Paul and Andrew at Kitty's Purple Cow in Surfside Beach, Texas. Mm-mm. These two guys, I think, had an outstanding day on the surf from what I hear. Um, and I hope that's what we get to talk about a little bit today. They will talk about um, what you guys have planned for your for your side business, Gulf Coast Outdoors, and um, anything else you want to discuss is fair game, so... Excellent. Feel free to uh, to um, bring up any topics you guys want to talk about, fishing, outdoor-related, whatever. So uh, let's start with some introductions. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Um, my name's Paul Thorburn. I'm a student at A&M Gallison right now. Uh, got in touch with Shane through my Instagram page, Gulf Coast Outdoors, which I started a year ago, um, just to kind of showca- showcase um, the fish we're you know, crushing down here on the Gulf Coast. Hammers. You know? <laughs> Um, it you know it blew up pretty quickly. We're up to sixteen and a half thousand followers now, and um, we've got a few sponsors. Um, anyways, it, it just it, you know it kind of took off, and uh, we're we're, we're going to rock and roll with it. So you're you're a student at Galveston. What are you what are you studying? So I'm studying maritime administration at Galveston right now, uh-huh. uh, with a minor in economics. I'll graduate uh, this August. So quick, you're gonna you're gonna have the summer here and. Uh, I'll have a. How many a, classes do you have to take in the summer? Before I've you got one class this summer, so this summer is going to be fishing heavy. Yeah, it's, cool. It's yeah, that's going to be fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. All right, so our food just arrived. So, uh, listeners, please uh, ignore the crunching Smacking sounds you hear. <laughs> Andrew's a loud eater. I All am. Right. Andrew, uh, let, let's yeah, hear about so, yourself. Yeah, uh, so I'm Andrew Brule. Uh, I go to school at A&M Galveston as well. Grew up, born and raised Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Um, traveled around a little bit in a few different colleges. Uh, this is the sixth one, so this is going to be the final stand. Uh, <laughs> been to Ole Miss, Southern Miss, played baseball for a year out of, co- uh, out of high school. Uh, Love to fish and um, ready to uh, move things forward with Gulf Coast Outdoors. Got some uh, good things in the, in the works right now and uh, excited to talk to our good friend over here. All right, so uh, fishing does have a way of getting away with school. I'm, I'm – s- say that again <laughs> i've experienced that a little bit and it sounds like uh you guys may have as well you know with priorities <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep them gotta keep them aligned that's right that's right um so um you guys feel free to feel free to eat while one of you's talking the other right. can eat so don't Excellent. let's not get in the way of your lunch here um all right so paul what is gulf coast outdoors uh man gulf coast outdoors is a it's a it's a badass Instagram page um, showcasing pretty much what, what, what I do, what Drew does, and what our friends do on, on the Gulf Coast, um, Texas for the most part, Mississippi, um, as well as all the way down to Florida with our buddy Ryan Juby. Um, you know, it, 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 it has no, 
I, I, it didn't, it, it didn't as anything. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's becoming our brand, you know, it's becoming, um, you know, a business as we've got some shirts in the works, you know, we've got, we've got some, you know, some other apparel coming. Um, Gulf Coast Outdoors is just, it's just kind of us right now. I remember the, I remember the night it started, <coughs> I remember the night it started yeah. at the spot upstairs, started the page and he said, man, just what, how do you like this name? Gulf Coast Outdoors. I said, well, you just nailed down everything that we need to touch because you can go hunting, you can go fishing, and just the all-around nature and attitude that the Gulf Coast, you know, embodies. And, uh, and from there, it took off 5,000 within the first week and a half, two weeks. And, uh, you know, the content is homegrown, all original, just hefty, meaty trout. Good content. You, know, you you follow. You see so many pages. It's just like, uh, you know, you know, little fish, little fish. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, that's nice. That's great. But we wanted a page where it's got you know the big girls, heavy stringers, big fish, cool pictures. You know, um, showcasing some of this. You know, what the Gulf Coast has. Uh, I'm not. I'm not much for looking at pages with people posting. 16-inch trout. People posting undersized trout. Good angles, though. <laughs> good they, angles. Get, they have the good angles. <laughs> you know, Three nice, feet in front of them. Nice yeah. long yeah. arm, you know. Yeah. So that was kind of what it was about. We're like, you know, let's post some good stuff. And people really people really bought into it. Um, so you think that's why you get you had such a large following off the bat? Was just the quality of your content? Or, or was it? We've got some pretty raunchy captions that people seem to like as well. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> because, you know, and at the same time, it's like the Gulf Coast kind of has, you know, a nitty-gritty, you know, you know, culture to it when it comes to yeah. fishing. You know, the East Coast and the West Coast are kind of proper. Gulf Coast is, I mean, we get out there, you know. you know, We fish hard. We fish dirty water. You know, there's probably... You know, there's probably a cooler beer on the boat. You know, you may, you may have. You better believe it. Yeah, <laughs> you may, you may be coming off a hangover from the night before. But either way, you're going to get out there and you're going to fish. You're going to put your nose down. You're going to fish hard. You're going to catch some fish, and you're probably going to come come back to the fillet tables and crack another cold one and um, skin some fish. But yeah, I don't know. It's just Gulf Coast. I feel like Gulf Coast That's has the this. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah. Down here. It is, and and I think you we we've, we've branded that really well with yeah. the raunchiness, with the good fish. And the page is looking solid, right? Yeah, now. yeah. It sounds pretty hardcore, pretty gritty. I mean, it sounds like it's, it's <laughs> you know, uh, just just another side to uh, you know another side of the Gulf Coast. Yeah, awesome. And how old's the how old's the page? Instagram. It's almost a year. Uh, almost. We, a year. It's, I, I made the name. I was studying for finals. Last last final. This is almost this exact time last year, and I was like, man, I was taking a break, and I was like, you know what? I need to start a page. Typed in Gulf Coast Outdoors, wasn't taken. Created it, sat down, had a beer with Drew that night, and we were like, "Boom, we got it!" Like, <laughs> it's, 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 so it is a year old, probably probably today. Um, you could look back and find out, but yeah, that's awesome. This is this is, this is the anniversary of Gulf Coast Outdoors. So at, the uh, kitties, at kitties, yeah, kitties. this is kitties. kitties anniversary spot, come. yeah. Kitty was behind the counter. Maybe she'll come uh, sit down with us in a minute. Tell us about this fine establishment. Um, Kitties is cool. I've been coming here since <laughs> as long as I can remember. It was the first time. I like it. I'd watch my dad fish in the surf. I was too scared to get in. I was always worried about sharks. And uh, <laughs> we'd come here afterwards and uh, eat a hamburger. As I've, I've been coming here, not not as I guess as long as you. Maybe I've been coming 10 years or so. But um, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe five years ago or so, could have been six. 
anyhow, I just got done fishing and checking things on the house down here on the beach. And uh, it was right before a storm, a tropical storm was supposed to come in. And the, the, they were predicting that the surge was going to, you know, be inside the, the buildings here in Surfside. And uh, I came in to grab a bite. Now I looked around and no one was putting tables up or preparing or doing anything and i was like y'all know there's the storm surge is supposed to you know it's supposed to be several inches into the buildings it's like you aren't doing anything you're like no we've been through so many storms we don't even work just didn't have a care in the world just they just wanted to be here and serve their customers and stay open as as long as they can and that's yeah that's what i like about this place it It is it's it's very homegrown you know when i think of surfside i think of kitty's parable cow yeah um, I don't, I won't, you know, I've eaten other places, but this is the only place I come back to. Especially after fishing trip, it doesn't seem like there's a better burger you could have than coming here and eating one of her burgers. Yeah, this double stack, is <laughs> yeah, you really can't beat it. You really can't beat it. Yeah. All right, so y'all, you know, you talked about branding and um, and, and your your company. So, I mean, do you consider it like a kind of like a lifestyle? You want it to be a lifestyle brand. Um, and you want us, you know, you want to sell T-shirts. Do you have any other ideas well, where you're going to go with it? We're, you know, we, we really there's 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 so little structure to Gulf Coast Outdoors. Um, we we know we want we're working on LLC for it. Um, we we know we want apparel. We've got an artist working on something right now. He made some for for our, our fishing team, Mississippi, called Real Priorities. Um, I think oh, Drew was wearing one of the shirts. Earlier. I was. I took it off. I showed it to you. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. The guy's a real talent. Um, real but, talent. Okay. I, I don't know. Um, we're, we're 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 kind of figuring it out. I think more importantly, we're waiting until we graduate college and figure out where we're going to be yeah. uh, and what we can actually take on before we go too far into it. Yeah. Bite off more than we can chew. Yeah. Well. The, the proof is in the pudding with your Instagram page. I mean, you're on to something. Yeah. And uh, you put out some good quality, good designs, and some good shirts and some, some other good products, and you never know where this sort of thing could go. So No. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Definitely. Yeah. And because you have anywhere from Texas all the way to Florida that the Gulf Coast embodies, you know, and that kind of attitude I know from Mississippi to here is, is the same type of mindset and uh you know we fish hard in mississippi as well um trout are not as big and not as plentiful but uh you know they're there um same grind same thing so and then i know in florida it's on the east coast but man i can't wait to go back yeah unreal yeah the fishing there is unreal. <laughs> unreal and we were talking before we started recording just the diversity you can catch the bottom's a lot different there, you know, the reef bottom there, and we have mud bottom for the most part here. So it is different, but, you know, both parts of the Gulf, you, a lot of diversity. You can have your mind set out to go for trout. They end up going for snook in Florida or flounder in Texas. So it's yep. uh, there's always some options there. Um, all right, so let's jump in. So today y'all went, went to the surf. And... Uh, Got out early, not as early as you have liked, mm-hmm. but y'all did get out early. Uh, so tell us, tell me about that. How'd that go? Now you're talking my language. There's nothing better than surf fishing. If you're an inshore angler in Texas, you love to surf fish. You can't. 
Like you can't not love it. It's awesome. So there's something about catching trout in open water. Um, yeah, we got out early. Uh, got in the water about got in the water about 5:45. Um, top water bite was on right when we got in. Throwing skitter walks. I was throwing black. Drew, what were you throwing? Chrome. Chrome. Mm-hmm. And it was a good bite. Um, they were busting made everywhere. But about you know, that, that that bite only lasts about 15 minutes. Um, uh, shut off really quick, which is strange because usually the top water bite stays on in the surf. Um, you know, sun comes up, you put on a chrome if you're throwing black, and it'll it'll it'll, it'll keep up. Um, but it shut off. Strange. We actually got out for a second, uh, drank a beer because <laughs> we were like, that's weird. Saw bait busting. Got back in. Were you, were you on the were you on the first gut or the second? We were catching all of our trout today in the first gut. Okay. Um, which is you know you usually catch them in the first gut early, but we caught throughout the day up until we left. You know, um, you know, an hour and a half ago until noon, we were catching trout in the first gut. Big trout too. Good Lord. I mean, twenty four, twenty five, four pounders. Uh, <laughs> switch to um, switch to mirror lures, mirror dines in, in particular, mirror dine XLs. Um, you know, holographic. Uh, we had a yellow top, holographic blue top. You know, you have assortment because Spanish mackerel, they're, they're going to take half of them from you. Yeah. Um, He's still hurting right now. Yeah, I lost <laughs> a lot of money today. <laughs> <laughs> I bought one of the new Miradon XXLs, and they are, oh, they're awesome. What do those run? They're about 10 bucks. They got an awesome price tag on them, too. Yeah. But they're so cool. If, if, you, if you like Miradons, I mean, it, uh, anyways, uh, I could – Talk all day about that, but yeah, no, I lost my Miradon XXL today. Uh, Spanish mackerel took it from me. I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> it's probably still hanging on the Spanish mackerel. It is. I'm sure he's he's he's, he's got some bling stuck in his mouth. Catch one more. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was a solid bite all day. Uh, you know, we we come on Mirlers, got out, drank a beer, saw some more bait busting, got back in. Got back on him, got out, got back in, got back on him, which is ideally, in my opinion, the greatest kind of surf fishing you can do because you can anyone can get in the surf on a, on a, on, a, on a crazy day and have a limit, you know, in 30 minutes, and that's cool. But what's better, you know? Thank you. Being done in 30 minutes or stretching it out over the course of four or five hours. And then when you get out, consistently looking for those fish again and targeting them again because they, I mean, they were in the same gut, but you know there's a berm here and like you know an inlet there and, and trying to find exactly where they are at that yeah. time Absolutely. now did y'all did y'all move down the beach at all did y'all just sit i mean stay in that one general um, area within probably 200 yards um, yep. but you know it's not uncommon to you know to, to get on a bar and walk two three hundred yards chasing yeah. a school or looking for a school i think too many people get complacent sitting in one spot fan casting which is great you want to fan cast in you know in the surf but you got to move those because those trout move, yeah. and those trout find little holes they like, and they'll sit in them. And you know, there's 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 usually trout to be caught in the surf if you're willing to you know scoot on down the bar and find them. So for somebody that doesn't surf fish, um, and you are perhaps driving down the beach looking for a spot, what would you recommend to them? Uh, some signs you would recommend them to look for? Uh, birds are birds are number one, obviously. Um, birds are telltale in the surf. Uh, birds are telltale in pretty much inshore, any, any inshore fishing, you know, at least in Texas that I know. Um, birds first. Um, bait, you know, un, unusual bait activity. Bait skipping across the water pretty quickly. Slicks. You know, any most people know about slicks. Uh, you know, an, an oily, essentially, you know, residue 
on top of the water. Any um, type of color change, too. Yeah, color change is color great. Color change is huge. And we were catching them on a good color change today, too, in the gut. Um, yeah, so you want birds. You want slicks. You want color change. Um, Fishing in between the guts. I mean, you know, bar to bar in there. Working that, working the second bar if you can, yeah. um, and you'll see it. You know, you can see the you can see the sandbar. Porpoises are good too. Porpoises, you know, they 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 scare fish away, but they also tell you that there's fish there. You mm -hmm. know, they're not they're not hanging out in empty water. So, yeah, major keys. Uh, you know, there's you can you can you can fish surf all day and not catch anything, or you can take your time. You know, step out, take a look, and you know, fish efficiently. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, y'all with top water and mirror lure, y'all just fit, fish straight hard plastic for all, the, all day for the mo I mean, or all morning. We we threw we threw some towels, we threw some, we threw some tails, um, but they really wanted mirror lures today. They wanted oh. mirror lures two weeks ago too. Uh, they wanted those, didn't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> I, I didn't have one on. I was throwing soft plastic. I was like, what the hell? Because this kid is ripping them. He had four. It was probably five casts and had four 24-inch, four-pound trout. I'm like, give me one of those. I didn't have one. I said, throw me one of those. So then we started wrenching them in. Same gut. And the funny thing is, on the surf, and like we said today, you can't be proud of the surf. Everybody's fishing the same water, and, and everybody knows that they're sitting in these pockets. So there was two people from this side and two people from this side, and we're, we're fishing on the first sandbar, fishing back to the, to the bank. Mm -hmm. Second and, sandbar, back to the first sandbar. Yeah. Got so it. we're fishing in that that one little that little gut, and then you see these two people walking up on us and fishing yeah. the same one. And I, I, they may have hung one or two. And uh, so you are fishing kind of against the wind. Yeah, at that, at that yeah, moment, that, yeah. yeah. Throwing back into it. Yeah, yeah we, we waited out to the second bar, thinking, well, maybe we'll see if we can't fix it up. But <laughs> turn around, and it was still on the first gut. So yeah, it yeah. Jealous. It really, uh, for various reasons, I didn't get out till late this morning, and. Um, so I wet the line around 10:30, and uh, God, by 11, that wind started really, north wind started really uh, kicking in. Um, uh, unfortunately, I don't think this podcast is going to get out until after the weekend uh, bite. But man, tomorrow I think, as we mentioned earlier, before we start recording, is shaping up to look like a really good, really good day. Absolutely. I think that green water is going to be moving a little bit closer in. Um, I don't know if y'all had a chance to look uh, where y'all are fishing was a little bit further away from from kitties than than I was. But uh, did y'all notice? Did it get a little dirtier as we came in this direction, or did were y'all able to to see that from the from the highway? Actually, didn't even take a look at it. Didn't um, see okay, it. didn't even take a look at. It. I, you know, I can't imagine it, it would get much dirtier um, considering it is a north wind. Uh, the beach should be all the the beach, the, uh, the clarity should be. About the same. You know, on Surfside, once you get to Galveston and you start heading east on Galveston, it'll get dirtier. It always does. The further east on Galveston you go, the dirtier it gets. The further west you go, the cleaner it gets, usually. Yeah. So, no, it didn't. I didn't get to notice that or didn't didn't, didn't get a look at that. Because yeah. we didn't – I didn't have any um, – in the second gut, of course, we had little pockets of some bluish green water, but uh, it was pretty much all dirty up, up close. Really? Um, no birds working on this end. Did see some mullet. Quite a bit of mullet, and then look what I, I guess I assume was the Jack uh, Creville working some bait way out deep. 
Um, yeah. We had birds like crazy. It was – Y'all had – okay. Oh, my god. Yeah, we didn't have any working up here. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Topwater birds all over the lures trying to pick <laughs> oh. them up. Get out of here. <laughs> we, got, we got in the water, and Drew's like, Paul, Paul, look. And it was just, I mean, just a, a flock of blackout birds. <laughs> Drew's just drooling <laughs> uncontrollably. <laughs> Dude, I was getting my stuff ready last night. I live on the creek in Lake Jackson and um, had a topwater top dog on my – on my line, I took I had the hooks removed, and I was just practicing uh, casting with my son. And so we threw it in the creek, and I was working the top dog. Um, and all of a sudden, out of the trees, this huge owl swoops down and grabs my lure. And it happened right in front of us. It was so – and my, my son, Jules, he was just excited because he got to see this huge owl sweep down from the trees on the creek. And it spread its wings out wide and stuck its 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 uh, claws out and just snatched that lure and picked it up, you know, 15, 20 yards from us, oh, right wow. in front of us. So he got to see how a bird would come down and, and grab a bait off the top of the water. Fortunately, we didn't get tangled up or anything, and he let it go. But it was pretty cool to watch that that owl uh, grab that top dog. If you would have had the hooks on there, tango. It would have been a problem. <laughs> They're huge. They're massive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one was – this one – I don't know my birds that well. Uh, I don't think this was – I don't think this was a barred owl. This looked much bigger than a barred owl. Um, this, so, this was daylight, too. Right at sunset last night. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, I wasn't expecting that one. Um, all right, so surf fishing is, is I mean, that's y'all's favorite. That's what y'all both enjoyed. Well, what about Drew shaking his head? Maybe well, not. okay, so born and raised Mississippi. Mississippi I fish, I fish on, the, uh, on the island. So we have Barrier Islands. We have Horn Island, Ship Island, Petty Boy, Chandelier. And uh, I like fishing the north side of Horn Island. There's a bunch of grass beds. On the south side, you can't grow as much grass because the wave – consistently rolling in um but on the north side of horn island there's thick grass beds luscious beautiful and right now is the time that they're heating up and uh so i have a 28 inch trout my personal best is on the grass beds on the top water just on may 18th so oh you got it down 100 percent. and we had them so patterned so well patterned because we fished the tournaments that whole year and uh or that that summer and so an hour and a half after high tide was going to low tide is when the first fight would, would happen. It wouldn't happen 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after. It was right at that time because the the water in from the lagoons would come out and the fish would then wait for the bait that was getting pushed out. Yeah. And it was just unbelievable. It was it was jam up. Had a great time. But that's my favorite. It's definitely uh, island fishing in the grass beds. How so? You grew up doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. consistently. Yeah, that was my thing. So that plays a role in you know Definitely. kind of what we what we attach, you know, what we identify with, and what we what we where our passions lie. I think mm-hmm. um, it's hard to break that kind of connection and that bond you make during that time in your life. Um, but that's cool, man. I've fished over there once, chandeliers, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there's there's not much else like it. It's, it's it's just unique. It's yeah. unique fishing. You're sight casting to speckled trout, which I've never done before until like you get out there and experience that, and you you see how they school up and what they're doing and how they chase bait, and 
you know, we were even able to corral one. <laughs> My buddy ran from this side and I ran from this side, and we pushed him into a pocket and trapped like a 22-inch trout in this tidal pool. And, you know, it's just like stuff like that. You can't do that, yeah. you know, anywhere else. Because you don't know, you know, in the surf you can't really see them. Um, but chandelier, we were talking about chandelier today. They uh, Some guys in September this past year had some real big run-ins with some sharks, eight-foot bulls just – tearing 20-inch trout off their stringers and stuff. I mean, yeah. horror stories. Every time. Yeah, I mean, you. a lot of people now are – a lot of people won't, won't wade, but that's what I did when I was, you know, I got out and waded chandeliers. And, yeah, you spent – seems like I spent half my time slapping my pole in the water trying to not get, keep the sharks away from my mm-hmm. stringer, stringer. So, it's, it's – have you been? I've never been to chandeliers. I've waited with sharks and had many shark encounters, but uh, no, I've never been the same. Yeah, it's it's a it's worth it's worth going. It's real different. Yeah, they they are just not, and you know, sharks here are not very. They don't care. They're gonna come and check you out if they want to, because you're in their territory. Yep. But that's the price we pay for waiting. You know, and there's a different experience being in the water catching a trout on a top water or a plastic or something, than standing on a boat. And I just can't. It, there's a disconnect, you know, yeah. when you're in their you're in their atmosphere, their element, and you know you're just a part of everything going on. I felt like it was, I was safer there than I would be here because most bull sharks will like they'll bite to investigate, and over there, at least in my, when I was there, the water was like gin clear. They could see you; they weren't really interested in you. Mm-hmm. But here, like in the surf, you know, they can't see you as well, so they're gonna come check you out. With with the little nip, and then you have your stringer rub it against your leg. The yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> that is that is, There's no surf fisherman, inshore fisherman, that doesn't think about that. You can say it doesn't bother you, but it's in it's in the back of your mind at all times. Uh, yeah, if I'm in the surf here with the stringer, that thing is stretched out as far as I can. <laughs> and when it gets can, close to you, yeah, I'm uh, throwing it away. Yeah, when me. they're swimming back to me, I'm like <laughs> throwing the trout back out. Get away from me, man. <laughs> Yeah, because it it does happen. I've had many I've had many stringers stolen from me, uh, and you're always just you put you feel a tug, you pull it in, you're like ah, lost my dang trout. Ah, he was really close to me. <laughs> it could have been my leg. <laughs> that's part of it, though. You know, that's part of the fun, I guess. Yeah. So, um, I guess it, individually, how often do you guys get out in the surf? As much as I year. can. I mean, I've got a lot more free time than Andrew does because you know he's 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 in the you know he's a mark major, you know, so he's, he takes a lot more school than I do. But uh, I will fish surf every opportunity I get. If it is flat for four days in a row, I will be in the surf for four days in a row. Uh, hence the reason I might be I'm still in school because I might end up <laughs> skipping school to go fish the surf. It's good. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, you've, when the surf's good, you've got to go. Uh, it's it's only good for you know a few months out of the year, so you've got to take advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, and days like this don't come often. No. Like this flat. No, this is pr- picturesque. I mean, it is. It and it, it's it's something that we, it doesn't happen often enough. But it every time no. it does, you got to go. You've got to take advantage of it. You know, you've got to take advantage of it. Yeah. Because all, all winter long, you're like, man, I wish surf would flatten out. I wish surf would warm up. <laughs> I wish I would have gone that one time. I can't tell you how many times I, my friends have gone. I didn't go. I was working. I was doing whatever I was doing. I just, and they, they they just crushed him. I was like, oh no, regret. Should have gone. Yeah. yeah. So, go whenever you can. Go whenever you can. And now, um, I mean, even several years ago, there was good web. There were good webcams and good technology out there. But with 
with outfits like Saltwater Recon and and uh, you know just just the easy availability of fishing reports and you know Facebook, Instagram accounts, things like that. Um, there's no excuse for not knowing what's going on in the surf and when it's good and when it's not. I mean, you you've got all these different outlets you can use to to get your reports and get the weather forecasts. So absolutely, you've got to you you've got to you know you you know take every advantage. You know, utilize the assets you've got, um, especially if you if you don't live on the coast and you're going to make an hour or two hour drive down here. Yeah. Yeah, you've got no excuse not to. <laughs> and that goes for people that are just starting to, not just seasoned fishermen up there. You know, go on the Instagram, check the the Galveston Sea, you know, like uh, Galveston Saltwater Fishing Channel on uh, Facebook is huge, and they give reports all the time. And the, the pier on 69th, um, they have reports. And, you know, you can you can go out of your way. And, you know, for somebody's fresh start, you know, if they want to get into it, they can. And, and we talk about the base that we use all the time, like, and you check the pictures. You know, that's something that people don't look at, you know, whenever people take pictures of trout or reds or whatever, they usually have their rod in the picture. See what they're using, you know. Go, you know, use your mind and, and put all that, you know, together. Time of year, tides. That's a good subject. So what else could someone do that hasn't really got into surf fishing but wants to get serious about it? Um, you already mentioned kind of some of the baits you guys throw and what you look for, but is there anything else, you know, um, rod reel other tackle that you like to use that you think gives you an advantage over just the average joe um gosh if you're in the surf you're casting a lot and you might be holding your arms up if you're a little bit deeper um you want something light you want a light setup um you want some more pull you want you want something you're 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 comfortable and confident with um because there's nothing worse than having to walk back to the truck constantly light is 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 so important to me um because it'll wear you out um uh, you may, I'll use you wade barefoot, but you you, may, you might want a pair of old tennis shoes, a pair of flip-flops, because there's shell out there. Um, what else do you think you need in the surf, Drew? I didn't, I, well, you, today I mean, you, you need a wade belt and a stringer, wade, obviously. Wade belt for sure, but, you know, invest in a good pair of waders. And, and don't, you know, that's something that it took me years to, you know, buying a crappy pair and then it blowing out on me a week later and then having to go back, take it back. When I finally invested in a good pair of waders, I got Magellan, um, what are they called? You got the Paragons, I believe. Yeah, Magellan Paragon, and it was like best hundred hundred and fifty dollars I've ever spent. They're good because waders. you can you can trust in them, and I've I've had them for two seasons now, and a good pair of wading boots too that you can wear over your uh, over your waders. That's just something you know, and not just in for surf fishing, but out there in the bay too. You know, you've got oysters, you've got all kinds of stuff. You know, old crab pots that you could get hung up on, and it's not a fun time, and all types of bacteria, and you can go in that craziness yeah yeah um yeah but that's the craziest thing is we wore waders in the surf that's the first time ever in my entire life is that we oh, actually no, put no. waders on you wore waders i wore waders in the surf i, I did not wear waders and he wished he, he, <laughs> oh he would and i will tomorrow i promise you that all of us buddies wish they would have yeah i i didn't wear them at first and then um i got up to my waist and you know what happens with with you know cold water and that, and yeah. so I was just like, "No, what happened, Shane? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more." Yeah, yeah I don't bad. think that's suitable for this <laughs> this particular uh, podcast. But no, yeah, I had to put them on because it was it was it was too cold. That was uh, it was not fun. So very rarely do you have to wear waders in the surf when you're catching speckled trout. Yeah, and uh, not just catching. Hammering, crushing, <laughs> crushing speckled trout. We're we're still on a little bit of a high right now. It was, it was awesome. Wait till you see. I mean, they're just. Did you show them a picture? I haven't shown a picture. Uh, yet. Well, I you'll see. It. You'll see. It. I mean, they're just. 
I'll text Brad right now. I want him. Yeah, to the, text it to me, and I'll use one for the uh, cover shot. Good lord, I will for this episode. That'd be cool. I absolutely will. Uh, um, our, our buddy's got good pictures, and he's going to send them to us. Cool. Yes. Um, yeah, it was uh, great morning. Uh, can't wait. Probably eighteen. Won't. We're less than eighteen hours now. We'll be right back, same spot, Oops. five a.m. I guarantee you, we'll have a trout on by five oh seven. Five oh seven. Knock on wood. Yeah, Knock on wood. I, I don't. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. You know, I'm exhausted now. But I won't be able to sleep tonight because, uh, and it doesn't matter how old I get, how many times I've been fishing, how many days in a row I've been fishing. I still get sleepless. I still get restless the night before because I still get excited. Oh, and if you don't, then you need you need to reevaluate if you actually like fishing or not. <laughs> if you're not losing sleep over, over thinking about fishing the next day, that top water blow up. There's nothing, and I'm I can I'm sure I can speak for this table. There's nothing like a top water blow up. Yeah. At sun's just coming up, water's flat. You can see the bait moving. There's a slick right there, and you're on top of it, and you can feel it. I know, and I'm sure y'all do. You can feel what's about to take place, and then that he just crushes it. Yep. But there's still, even though you like, you know what's about to happen, but there's just that instant of surprise and exhilaration, oh, course, you know, yes. when it, when you, yeah, there's nothing better than topwater, man. There's really not. And this guy's a topwater fanatic. He's a guy who throws topwater. I'm like, dude, you got to take topwater off, man. They're biting, they're biting tails. Like, hang on, one more blow up. One more blow Because <laughs> it's an addiction. Topwater is a total is. addiction. I use this, uh, it's called a Sammy. It's a top water. It's like a bass top water, but it's super expensive. And you can't hardly get them anymore. I have to order them um, off eBay. Um, but it's it's uh, the tail will always stay down, and when it comes to a standstill, the head's popped up, so it's weighted down, so the tail's always always down. But that thing, it's magical i love it only one i have left is a pink one so i get weird looks every time i'm throwing this pink <laughs> top water out there that's a that's but, a uh, winter bait yeah winter i don't winter. know why they like them in winter pink i, I don't know I something don't know. about it pink know. is pink is a great color yeah yeah great color for whatever reason for whatever yeah. i mean why is shark why is chartreuse a good color what do you what do you trout see what do you redfish see on a daily basis at chartreuse but i don't know they love it though no yeah. exactly Pisses them off. Yeah, a lot of that's to do with aggression, especially yeah. like with flounder. But uh, I think trout have aggression bites as well. No doubt. Yeah. That noise too. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um. Anything else you want to you want to discuss inshore bay fishing? I mean, is there uh, y'all get to do that much, or you? <laughs> I, I live anywhere, live everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. You kayak, right? I kayak a lot. I just fished Lone Star Kayak Series last weekend. Uh, there's another one. I'm fishing the Saltwater Survival Series um, this following weekend, May the 13th. Uh, I, ki- I kayak you fish know a lot. You know Mother's Day, right, that weekend? I know it. Make sure make sure you're aware. <laughs> I actually wasn't shout aware. Out, <laughs> shout out. Shout <laughs> out. <laughs> what, uh, what is the Saltwater Survival Series? Saltwater Survival Series is a cool tournament. Um it's a kayak tournament put on by Egret Bates. Uh, Egret Bates is actually one of our sponsors. They sent us some good stuff. They kind of support yeah. us a little bit. Uh, you should probably check them out. Egret Bates are cool. Voodoo shrimp. What, what are the new eels? Maniac, that, there's I, a maniac weird little mullet. That's what I call them on today. There's, there's a mama mullet, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a maniac mullet, which is cool. Um, they're, they're awesome baits. Um, so, Saltwater Survival Series. Sorry, getting way off topic. It's sponsored by Egret Bates. It's a kayak tournament. It's a shotgun start. You meet at Louis Bay Camp in Hitchcock. Four four thirty in the morning. Everyone gets the same bag of lures. 
and then, you know, they say go, and you race your spot. And so you have to fish that day. Using nothing but that bag of lures? They'll give you, like, three bags of plastics and maybe a pack of voodoo shrimp. And, yeah, using nothing but the lures they give you. So you can bring, oh, bring JKs, you can bring spinners, you can, you can bring pro, you know, pro Q, you can bring it with scents, whatever you want. But if you lose a lure, that's it. So oh, awesome. I love the concept. Isn't mm-hmm. it great? It evens the playing field. You know, whether you're a, you know, um, you know, a, a new angler or, or whether you're, you know, a sponsored, you know, tournament angler. You have to start at the same place and use the same lures and be at the way in at the Do same time. Do you paddle time. out from them, from there? You can if you want to. Most but you can hop in the truck and go. Yeah, and most people hop in the truck and it's just like a drag race getting out of there. <laughs> Kayaks flying all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. So I, I'll be fishing out this, um, this coming Saturday. I'm excited. What do you? Uh, what kind of kayak do you do you use? Well, What's your um, setup? I I've got two kayaks I use. Uh, my, my buddy my buddy Chris um, with RBF Kayaks. He's a he's a vibe dealer, and uh, I like vibes a lot. Um, for the price, you can't beat them. Uh, Thirteen and a half foot Sea Ghost. Um, so I, I like my vibe. It's a really comfy comfy kayak. It's really stable. It's you know it's really well equipped. But um, if it's windy, I'm paddling a long distance. I'll paddle in my fifteen foot Ocean Kayak Prowler. Um, I've had it for six years. It is just covered in oyster rash, covered in you know, marsh mud stains. Uh, I like ocean kayaks. I like vibes. Um, that's, 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 what I, that's what I know. That's what I know last. So yeah, that's what I stick to. Cool. Yeah. I've got buddies that, you know, swear by tarpons. I had, a, I had a tarpon. Third kid kind of had to stop fishing for a while. but So I sold my tarpon. It was a 160, which was – a little too long um, for me. I, I just, you know, getting it around, it was just kind of cumbersome. So the 16-footer? Yeah, it's a 160. The the 13 to 14 foot, I I mean, I think anywhere 12 to 14 for me would have been optimal. 16 so. fast, though. Mm, yeah, 16. yeah, yeah. It's it's slick. Yeah. It's slick. Of course, you had to have a rudder, and it had a rudder. And, but uh, Yeah, you sure do. Yeah. I've, I've got a buddy who paddles a tarpon 160. He, he he paddled uh, 140s for the longest time, 14-footers, and uh, he said he'll never go back to 14-footers. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When you're, when you're paddling a long distance, you know, when you're paddling, when you're putting two miles in to get to your spot, yeah, you want a long kayak. Um, but at the same time, like, the maneuver, maneuverability of it is, you know, you know, try turning 16 feet, you know. Right. Right. But, <laughs> so. Drew, do you, you kayak any? I do. You I do? have a 14-foot Jackson Cuda. Mm. Uh, fully equipped. I got nice. I got the bells and the whistles, and uh, but it's back at home. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to bring it to Texas. But it's got a, uh, has it got a hummingbird little GPS fish? Oh Lord, thing. you're it's, all it's rigged unreal. up. It's unreal. <laughs> it's unreal, and I haven't fished it near enough. But uh, she's she's ready for me when I get out. Finally graduating, can actually put some work in on her. Awesome. She's uh, I forgot uh, dark the brownish camo. It's it's slick little rod. Enjoyed it. Tell them about the natives we get to use at the ranch. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're spoiled, I'll tell you that. So there's a – Paul knows this guy, and uh, very well-off individual uh, is Bacon. His, Mr. Bacon. His, his name's Tom Bacon. He's, uh, he's actually the chairman of the Parks Board in Houston. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's a, a huge conservative. He loves the Gulf Coast. He loves coastal conservation. Um, he owns a large piece of property on the, the west end of Galveston that backs up to Maggie's Cove, Snake Island Cove. Um, so we have we have you know this beautiful access to wade in launch kayaks into waters that you 
have to take a boat into. Uh, and he's got these awesome uh, native uh, Slayer propel, 13 and a half foot, you know, with a propel drive. Monsters. Monsters. Just the the uh, you know the Cadillac pinnacle of, of, of what you want in the water. It's so unbelievable. We can take these out and we'll go fish the lights and. I mean, uh, you, they, they go forward, which, you know, Kobe's go forward, but these go back as well. So and it's riding a bike. It's like just yeah, like riding a bike. A bike. It's, oh, it's sweet. A night and day difference because then, you know, and you're more of an exclusive kayak fisher than I am, paddling and fishing is not the easiest thing to do. No. Because, you know, you get hung up or you get hooked up and then you're, you have a paddle in your way. And I know that that was something that I had to fight against. But, with you know, with the, the pedal kayaks, it's a game changer. It is. Yeah. yeah. Complete game changer. It is. It, as, long, as long as the water's deep enough for them, yeah. there's, there's no better way to go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Never used a pedal kayak, but I could see the advantage. I mean, certainly. Is it still considered kayaking, though, is the question. You know? uh, yeah. Is yeah, it yeah, still yeah. kayaking? Um, uh, and that's actually, that's actually a big debate in kayak tournaments. Really? Oh, yeah. You know, because these are kayak tournaments. And there's people fishing them with Hobies. And it's like, hang on. Is that... Do people just bring a paddle just to be like, I got a paddle, like <laughs> it's here. So. That's a that's a that's well, a, yeah. there, and there's some people in the canoeing com- uh, community that don't consider kayaks true paddle sports. It's just I mean I think that kind of stuff's worthy of. Disc- no. I think it's ridiculous. I think anything that gets you in the outdoors is is a great thing, and. We shouldn't be wasting our times debating on who is better because of what equipment they use to get out there. I think it's ridiculous. I agree with that completely. You see so many people on forums, you know, dogging other guys for what they're using, for the for the way they're using it. It's like, who cares? Who cares what they're paddling? Who cares what, what boat? Who cares what outboard they're running? They're they're getting out there. Yeah, they're enjoying the outdoors. You know, they probably bought a fishing license. That you know, you know, you know, you know, they're promoting you know conservation like. Who cares what, what what they're using? They're out there having fun doing what they yeah. love to do. Just and like then you've you. got the guys that are that are spending the thousands and thousands of dollars on these vessels, and then you know they have not really an idea yet of what's going on. And then Joe Blow with the thousand dollar skiff, all together full rig, is hammering limits after limits every day. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's a it's a yeah it's a balance. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're out there, that's all that matters. Exactly. That's right. Get, get out there. Get outside, guys. Get outside. Yeah. That's probably the best thing that we can say from Gulf Coast Outdoors is is go out there. You get have out there. you're you're able to get out there, have fun. There's a lot to do. Um, surf, bay, whatever you can do, just get out there. Be safe. Be legal. Have fun. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing where Gulf Coast Outdoors goes. I'm certainly going to keep following you guys. And uh, yeah, if y'all put out some. Uh, some shirts and some you know some other merch um maybe i don't know what other online content you might get out there but i'm excited to see where you guys take this thing and i just to kind of watch you over the last few months and see some of the stuff you put out there i think you're gonna do a great job and uh you guys are on to something keep it up you never know where this is gonna go for you yeah, keep keep your eye on us. Keep your eye on us. You know, it's only been a year. No, we, <laughs> and uh, be ready for this next picture that's coming out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> be ready for the next picture because we again we crushed them. God, we crushed them. <laughs> I'll ask y'all. Uh, I wanted to ask y'all one more thing. So both of you are, are, are younger guys, certainly uh, quite a bit younger than me. What can um, 
you know, perhaps Parks and Wildlife or other state agencies that are in charge of hunting and fishing, and even conservation groups like CCA or Ducks Unlimited, whatever, what can they do better to attract new participants, young young individuals into the outdoor industry? Is there anything that's off the top of your head do you feel like, man, these guys are really missing the mark on this. They should be, you know, doing a better job with their social media or they should be trying to reach out to us in this other way. Is there anything that really just, like, stands out? As the- so, you know, going forward from that, social media is huge. And I, I've, I, don't, I don't follow, you know, the CCA or I don't follow the Gulf Coast. But I don't even know if they have an Instagram. Do they, do they have an Instagram or, like, a social media platform? CCA is Facebook and, and Twitter and um, not so much the big Instagram. I think it's, so. it's getting – so moving forward from the technological age, you know, like we're getting better every day. Like it's, it's, it's blowing up. And you kind of have to have that social media platform to get your name out there. Um, and I think that that is, is pivotal in, in the tags and, the, and, you know, maybe taking pictures from people that have done well and are legal and, you know, are like, like you doing this podcast, you know, getting people from the environment or, you know, from their area and, and kind of corralling that. And you're like, look at these guys. They're out there doing this. You can too. Here's how to do it. We're explaining a few things. And uh, I remember one thing. I was at Academy, and they had like a day where they had this – this, uh, this pool, I don't know if it was trout or if it was bass or something, but it was just all these kids, you know, it was like a, an academy, like a fishing day or something. Mm-hmm. And they had, um, they had flyers and posters and all kinds of stuff. And you can get that out there and just being, having a family event and fun, you know, just showing them like you can catch fish. It was on a worm or something, but there's nothing like that. That tug is something that cannot be replicated in any other, any other facet. So that is something that could get somebody hooked and you know it immediately. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's. A, I think that's. A, I think that's how any <laughs> true fisherman got hooked. They caught that first fish. And they're like, yeah. oh, I like this. <laughs> yeah. But I think, uh, like you was saying, a well-rounded social media platform is important because to get to the younger kids, you've got to be on social media. Yeah. Younger kids don't read newspapers. You know, younger kids probably don't even read read magazines for the most part nowadays. But ev- everyone's got a phone in their hand. Everyone's got an Instagram. Everyone's got a Twitter. Everyone's got a Facebook. The more active you can be on that, the more people you're going to reach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's kind of where I, where I was expecting to hear, and um, it's you know, it's important because that's like you say that's what people are identifying with these days, and uh, we have to stay on the cutting edge. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah. You guys have any anything else you want to say? Any perhaps concluding thoughts or final final words for the for the listeners? Um, if you don't know about Kitty's Purple Cow, you might want to check it out. True, damn good burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, that's bad. gosh. You know, if I wasn't running on two hours of sleep, I'd probably have more to say. But uh, my mind's a little tired. Right a little now. restless. A little yeah. restless. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're. You're you're you've got a little bit of uh, adrenaline still going, but you're just probably just bodies. You know. What time did y'all get up this morning? What time I I get up at? Let's see, four fifty, four forty-seven. Okay. I have weird alarm times. <laughs> I have to do that. I, I do the alarm. same thing, and I'll set like one will be four forty-two, one will be four forty-seven, then I'll throw in like a five oh two in there. It's like just a, in case. That's yeah, like the last like, bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why not four fifty, fifty-five? I, I can't. St- I don't know why I can't it do has it on. To be five. weird, man. I don't know. I, I do I the left same my thing. Coffee this morning, so I brewed a pot of coffee and had leftovers, so I was ready to roll. 
and uh, left my coffee, brewed it, left that and the leftovers just took off. I said, I got to go. Oh, well, completely forgot it. Yeah, we'll we'll be up at four o'clock tomorrow morning. Though you can believe that. One hundred percent. We'll be in the water at five o'clock. In the water at five. Oh yeah. All right. Sharks and all. We'll be in the water <laughs> at five. <laughs> <laughs> Love getting in the surf early. Just Party five. Yeah. You, you miss a lot if you, if you if you if you wait to get in the surf. Miss your spot too. You can miss your spot, especially on the weekends. Yeah. It, it's probably it's gonna be packed tomorrow. It'll be yeah. It'll be it'll be. Yeah, it's gonna be shoulder to shoulder. It'll be busy. Um. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to press pause here in a second and see if Kitty wants to tell us about our establishment. So y'all want to stick around for that? Sure. Or you want to get Sure, we're hanging. Man, um, so, yeah, thanks, you guys, to both of you. Hey, you look forward to to seeing more on Gulf Coast Outdoors. Yeah. Uh, Is it just Instagram at this point? It's just Instagram at this point. Okay, I just wanted to be sure. So uh, people can go on Instagram, do a search for Gulf Coast Outdoors, and start to, to follow you. And um, check us some out. Some good stuff. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Shane. All right, we're we're recording once again, um, and we're at, we're at Kitty's Purple Cow. That's where we're doing this podcast today. And uh, Miss Kitty has been so kind as to sit down with us. And uh, so, thank you for letting us do this here. And we just enjoyed some great food. Why don't you tell us about Kitty's Purple Cow, and why it is so unique and so special to this to this community. Hello, this is Kitty, <laughs> Kitty's Purple Cow, and I am so happy to have you guys here, and I hope you've enjoyed your food. It was great. It was delicious. It always is. I've been here a long, long time. I started this place the 1st of 1983, and I've been here ever since. I'm a, the friendly come-as-you-are place on Surfside Beach. My motto has always been, no shoes, no shirt, no sweat. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're the ones with the come-as-you-are attitude. We don't care if you're in your wet swimsuit. You can track water and sand all over. We don't mind. We, we're the ones with the good food at reasonable prices. Everybody's welcome. But the kids love it here. We have a garden out back with palapas and palm trees. And you can sit out there with your little dog and eat. We're always happy to see little doggies come. <laughs> Not many places are like that. No. no. You are very welcoming. Every time I've come here, the staff, and, and when you're here, when I see you here at least, um, always just smiling, and like you said, you've got all types that come in here dressed, and some barely dressed, and some, some well-dressed, and you don't care. It's just, no, it's I just, don't. It's such an iconic place, um, and you said you've been here since 83? I came here from St. Louis, Missouri, the 1st of 1983. What made you want to open a place in Surfside Beach? I was, I'm from St. Louis. I had the Mississippi River up there. I went through a flood on that. And I was looking for a warm place on the water. This is what I found. And uh, I've been through many storms. The place has been rebuilt numerous times. Hurricane Alicia was my first one. Ike was my last one. Anything I have in this place is new since Ike. 
I lost the walls, I lost all my stock, all my equipment, everything. And I almost moved away then. I went to Green Bay, Wisconsin, made it through one snowstorm and said, I gotta go home. <laughs> <laughs> and you rebuilt and the place looks I fabulous. And I've been here ever since. So that was what was it? Oh eight? It was September the thirteenth, oh eight. Two thousand eight. And I was down for six months. I had to think about it and know that that's what I wanted to do was open it back up. Well, you've done a fabulous job. That's Thank you. And I told my builder, I said, you have to build it back fast. And I went to look nice, but you can't let it lose its personality. And this is what he did, and I've been really happy with it. And your model's still in the restroom, I assume. Yes. <laughs> I have a famous ladies' room. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the ladies' room. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a, uh, if you haven't been to Kitty's Purple Cow on Surfside, you have to go. It, they have some of the best hamburgers that I've ever had. Is there anything else on the menu that, that you would recommend and, and, and you're high we on? We have really good chicken fried steaks. We make our own. Uh, I buy my shrimp fresh. We peel them and butterfly and bread them here on, on the premises. And I've been fortunate to get a lot of attention from different places through the years. And you're open every day? Are you closed? Uh, we're open every day. Except occasionally I have to close and redo the place, kind of update it. I was closed two weeks in November while we repainted everything inside and outside, had the floor retiled, and had my big sign outside repainted. But normally we no, open every day. Every day. And and are you here every day still? Yes. Unbelievable. I'm not in here all the time, but I'm here most of the time. Wow. And I love having my picture made with people. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one question I've, I've, I've wondered my entire life. Why did you name it the Purple Cow? We don't. The building does not front on the highway. So I wanted it to stand out so you couldn't miss it as you drove down the highway. And I like purple. I figured everybody's going to see it if it's painted purple. <laughs> and then there's a little limerick that says i never saw a purple cow i never hoped to see one but i can tell you anyhow i'd rather see than be one so <laughs> it become kitty's purple cow that is awesome that's great that and is thanks guys for stopping in and doing thank this. you for letting us do this thank you for choosing to come back after ike uh, um this like i said this place is iconic and it's a pillar to the surfside community and uh, we're looking forward to many more years of being able to come here. Well, it's a different kind of place, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate you sitting down with us. Oh, not a problem. I love doing it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kitty. Thank you.